Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm so excited for this week's guest. Um, I've been following her for years. She does so many amazing things. She's a mom, a minimalist, podcaster, blogger, course creator, everything. So um, welcome to the show, Ali Casaza. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so let's dive in. I know you have so much going on. I have so many questions to ask. But um, yeah, let's first like start with you know, your story. I, I know it, but I would love everybody to hear because it's so inspiring. Um, so you know, how'd you get started? All of mm-hmm. that good stuff. Yeah, so um, my business that I run now really formed from just like my own personal story and, and, and hardship in two ways. My business is kind of split in two. So on one side, like kind of like the OG side, I help moms simplify everything, like their home and their lives. And on the other side, which is about two, two and a half years old, um, I help women start and run businesses with ease. Like I think there's just such this enunciation put on strategy, like very um, kind of like you know, push and hustle and go and, and Mm -hmm. grind. And it's all about strategy and formulas and all these things that supposedly work. And it really removes, um, following your gut and leading with intuition and kind of the spiritual side of running a business really. And so I really love to bring that back and use strategy and formulas as a helpful tool, but really encourage women to lean on their intuition and to, um, just feel into what is the next right thing for them and their businesses. So on both of those sides of what I do, they began with my story. As a mom, it was about eight years ago now. I've been blogging for about 10 years. Um, And so at this point in my life, I'd been blogging for two years. It was eight years ago. And I was incredibly, incredibly down. I was absolutely depressed. Um, I was struggling. Every morning, I just felt like, It's not a good feeling when you have three under three to wake up and feel like hopeless. Like there's all, you're already drained. There's already a lack of internal resources for you to even get out of bed, let alone do the entire day. I did every day by myself. My husband um, was the provider at the time. And he worked for a company and he worked very long, hard hours for very little pay. Um, We were absolutely broke. It was a very, very discouraging time. And we felt like our hands were tied. So I'm in this time, like trying to hold down the fort with the kids and just really feeling stuck and lost. And I, I don't just the way that I am, like I don't settle for anything. I I go all in on everything that I do. And I, I just, I don't like to settle for what, you know, what is status quo. And so I started to kind of ask around like, women that were ahead of me in motherhood and, and, you know, their kids were a little older or they were already fully grown and just kind of ask like, Hey, like I felt so shamed, Nicole. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, I was afraid to even mention it. 
you know, but yeah. I was like, I've got this dark secret. Like I'm depressed and I kind of feel like I would just be better off if like I wasn't even a mom anymore and my kids would be better off if they didn't have me anymore. And that's hard. Yeah. And so I kind of had this secret and I would ask around like women that I respected and just kind of like test the waters and like kind of tell them a little bit about how I was feeling and like see if it was normal. And then when they would, they acted like, yeah, I totally get you. So then I would like feel comfortable and I'd open up more and I would share like the depths of what I was feeling. And not a single person told me to get help. Not a single person told me that this is not okay. Like this is not where you belong. They all like, I mean, simultaneously, every single person that I asked in just different ways of phrasing said the same thing. And that was basically... Oh, yep. Yep. And that's, yep. Oh girl, like you were just in the thick of motherhood. Like that's how it is. And don't worry, like you'll get through it. And I noticed that they all said the same thing about getting through it and like, call me crazy, but raising the next generation and this big chunk of my life, like raising kids, it goes by fast, but it is a large chunk of time. Mm -hmm. That seems like a pretty intense thing to just like grin and bear through it. Like I, I can't stand by the idea that that's what we're here to do, that there's this promise of, um, a good life of abundance of, um, joy and, and really enjoying, enjoying your life. And mothers are some kind of exception to that. Or on the other side, there's this message of like, motherhood is like so crazy. Like, oh my God, girl is just so crazy. But like carpe diem because they grow up so fast. Like what is happening? (laughs) I know there's a lot of mixed messaging. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's ridiculous. And I, that was my first real, real like smack in the face by typical mom culture. And I just like sat with that for like months and just was like, this is it. Like, oh, I'm screwed. And, um, in the, in that with just the way my brain works and the way that I was open to, there's gotta be like something better. Like just, I, I seriously, I was angry. I was angry at the way things worked. I felt angry at God even like, what is going on? That this is like, I wanted this. I, and all these people are having kids on purpose for this. Like, am I bad at, like, I thought I was just bad at this, but this is like how everyone is talking about motherhood and the whole like, Oh, just wait till they're teenagers. Like, so it's going to get worse. Right. Like what is happening? Um, and so in that place, I remember like during that time of me just kind of processing all of this messaging, I had this really awful day with the kids and I basically ended up like when you're yelling at a three-year-old and you're like basically like yelling at a baby, Mm -hmm. you're not really emotionally healthy. Like you have a problem. And I just like, I had done that. And I just like, I got them in front of the TV. I went upstairs and I sat in my bathroom and I like had that moment where it was like, this is not okay. What Mm -hmm. am I missing? What the heck? And I just had this, like my brain just opened up and I had this almost like literally like a crazy experience where I like came out of myself and saw me living my life. And I saw me doing my days and I saw like 
Allie, all you're doing is reacting. You are cleaning up stuff you don't need to have. You are reacting at your kids, reacting at the time of day, reacting at how behind you are, reacting to all the crap that's taking up your space, reacting to your calendar alerts and just going to stuff that you shouldn't even be committed to because you are overwhelmed. Like I just saw it all so clear. Mm-hmm. And that moment changed my life. I got up off the bathroom floor, I wiped my face, and I just had this like fire in me that I was going to get everything out of my way. Because if there was so much stuff in my house and so much like crud clouding my calendar that I was yelling at my three-year-old, like just wish the baby like wouldn't wake up from a nap for like five hours because I just can't. I'm like always waiting till the next time my kids are asleep. Mm -hmm. That is not abundant life. And that is not where a mother belongs. Like we all have our days, but months and months and months of like, no. And if, if this was all because of stuff, heck no, like I'm taking my life back. So I did. And I went through this very short and very pointed and powerful season of my life where I purged. I purged my home. I purged my schedule. I purged my commitments. I purged toxic people from taking my energy. Um, I, I purged everything. I, I cleanse both physically and metaphorically takes up your time and takes up your energy. So when you go through a purge like that, you come out the other side and I, was, I went from depressed and overwhelmed and how am I even going to do this to actually experiencing moments of boredom in my day because I had that less <laughs> much stuff to maintain. Um, and then I continued to blog and it really started to grow. And then about five years later, I just turned it into a business and here we are. I love that. Like I was just taking so many notes because I'm like, oh, there's so many like good things in here. Because um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, like... Same thing. Like, I feel like, you know, like the messy bun yoga pants, which is great. I love that. I do that a lot too, but but it's like, that's all I can throw on. And I talk to moms and it's, you know, same thing. It's like, oh yeah, this is it. Just, you know, hang on, you know, it, that's what we do. And I'm like, well, well, I think the problem, like the real problem is not the yoga. Like I know exactly what you're saying and I can piece it apart. Like it's not the yoga pants and the top knot that are the problem. It's that, this is the standard. And yes. if you ever branch outside of this low bar standard that's making all the rest of us feel better about ourselves, you will now be mocked. Right. The villain in any like mom movie is always the mom who has it together. Yes, you're right. I never even thought about that. Yes. It's the same thing with like, um, like when I talk about wealth and like business, the bad guy in every movie is super rich. Mm-hmm. And of course, like he has a greed issue, but like, why, why does that have to anything to do with anything? Like it's, it's this messaging is if you take care of yourself, if you have cute jeans and a beautiful top and you really took time to put yourself together and make yourself feel really good and you show up for yourself, you are now out. You are out of hot mess mom culture. We have kicked you out and we will bully you into the ground to make you feel awful like we do, even though we made this choice for ourselves. Yeah. And that is sad. It's very, it's evil. It's high school. It's dark. Like it's, it's this, um, mean girl mom culture. And I see it every day on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I just, the way that I personally am, my job is video. I'm on TV. I, I do a show up. I love 
clothes. I love fashion. I love going to anthropology Mm -hmm. and piecing together a beautiful outfit that accentuates my shape and makes me feel amazing. And I also went to beauty school and I love makeup and I love doing my hair. And so when I show up, I show up and I feel great. And I get, I just wish you were relatable. (laughs) Well, I just, I just wish that you would sometimes just show the real you. First of all, I do. And second of all, why is this unrelatable? It's because you decided that hot mess mom culture is your truth. Right. And now you're trying to penalize and shame me for stepping outside of that. It's a, it runs really deep. That's crazy. And I mean, I've seen you, like you'll get on lives, like you have like your night cream on or different things. Like you are totally (laughs) relatable. Like what? I don't get, yeah, I guess I just, I've never understood you know, like that, that high school culture, like that kind of thing. Like, cause it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, I don't know, like you said, we all have our seasons. And like, I remember when my kids were like really little, same kind of thing. Like I really was just kind of hanging on, but now totally. even like in this podcast, I knew I wasn't going to be on video, but I still took a shower. I still got dressed and put makeup on because it made me feel like, you know, a little more confident in me. Like it's just yes. little things that we can do for ourselves and not worry about everybody else. It's about how you feel. And some days I feel like I'm going to show up to my life and my skin is clean. I don't feel like putting anything on. I'm just going to show up as, but when new people come and they see like what they want to see, they see something to criticize. That's what they always go for with me. And it's like, first of all, you're not even paying attention to my content. So thank you. And second of all, like, what is the root issue in you? If everything that you say is a mirror of what is inside yourself and has nothing to do with me, then what is it in you that is upset that I take time to have cute outfits and I take care of my body and I feel good? What's making you upset about that? And that's where the issue is. Yes, totally. Do you have any tips for like moms that, you know, feel that way? Like, like, did they feel like they, you know, if they show up, they get ready, you know, if there's anybody like kind of bullying or saying these things, like what can, you know, what can they do to just keep going, you know, or like, or the mom that like really wants to achieve that and she's not quite there. Like, what are your tips for just, you know, getting started? Yeah. Yeah. For both of those issues, it's, it's all about how you feel. If you are, if you feel so good and you are just like, you don't, you don't want to do all the things. You just feel really simple and natural. And that is like what you love. Um, more power to you. How, but how do you feel? Are you hiding? Are you using anything as an excuse? Like, why do you feel like you, you have to water yourself down to make other people comfortable? And on the flip side, why do you feel like you're not worthy of taking that time for yourself? Right. Everything goes back to the feelings that we hold inside of ourselves. So it doesn't matter what you look like or what you're doing each day. It doesn't matter. It's about how you feel. Do you feel like you are honoring yourself as a person and all the roles that you are filling? And do you feel good about how you're showing up? If not, what is the limiting belief that you've got lodged somewhere that is keeping you from feeling really good? Why are you not stepping into that and really owning who you are? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Totally love that. I know because I think a lot, so much of it has to do in business life, all of it, like with our mindset. And I, I didn't even realize that like I jumped into business and then things came up, you know, and then I would like really kind of started like really thinking about like what thoughts are going through my head. And I just, you know, sometimes we're all so busy that they just keep going through and you don't really pay attention to them, but Mm -hmm. you know, you get stuck or you don't do things. And like, just mindset is so huge to be able to even think or even like, okay, I'm having these thoughts. Like, how can I, you know, 
control mm-hmm. these or like move past them or get rid of them, you know? Yeah. It's a whole process and it's, it's a lot. And especially if you're a mom and you've got mm-hmm. a lot going on, like, but that's the thing. Like, I'm not like, I always say like, I'm not a mom. Like I am Ali, I'm a woman and I happen to have children. I also have a business and sexuality and I love my husband and I love food and I love going out for coffee and I love margaritas. Like I've got all these aspects to me. Like, why would I, oh, but but did you hear the mom part? You hear the part that I have kids? Yeah, that leaks over into everything. So I actually Mm -hmm. like never take care of myself and never take time for myself. I don't even know what my hobbies are. And I definitely don't know what my style would be if I cared um, because I'm just like drowning. Like, why would that one area, why would I allow it to come and spill over into everything to the point where it is stealing my personality? Like, no one gets to do that, not even my children. And I wouldn't want to put that burden on them. But look what you did to me. I haven't peed alone in 15 years. I like have these gray hairs because of you. Like, why would I want? I just don't do that. My children are a piece of me and they are a piece of my life. And so is everything else. And there's a balancing act there for sure. And it's not that there's not hard, there's not hardship, there's mm-hmm. not hard times. It's that the mindset I have about who I am and why I am here right now is balanced. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, cause yeah, I think we, you know, a lot of times we forget too, that our kids watch every single thing we do. So if, you know, we're acting or they can feel, you know, that kind of like vibe, you know, if your frequency is kind of low or you're not taking care of yourself and then they learn that too. And like, would you want them to grow up and be like that? Right. Oh, they absolutely feel it. You're what you said, especially like you're literally like your mood, your mindset creates this frequency around you and they pick up on it and they're, and you're sending more messages with that than with what you say to them. Yes, totally. Um, I know. I love it. Um, I'm going to, on your podcast recently, or it might've been a little while. I just, I've listened to it recently. Um, you talked about, I think it was the one that was make it easy. And you did talk about like yeah. separating mom and business and everything. Cause I know I struggle with mom guilt sometimes and you totally addressed it in that podcast. And I was like, Oh my God, yes. Like, this is awesome because it's like, so what I needed to hear because you know, a lot of us running businesses or working from home or even stay at home mom, you know, like we all have some sense of mom guilt, but just to like, acknowledge that we have that feeling and then still be able to work Mm -hmm. through it. Like was just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad that that helped you. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, okay. So you mentioned balance a second ago. Like, do you have any tips on like, like what you do to balance work in life? Yeah, it's okay. So let's shift and I'm going to borrow from my friend, Tanya Dalton and say, we're going to shift the word to harmony because balance is actually a myth. Like it's just, it's a word that we say sometimes and that's fine. But when you're like seeking to have life balance, you're literally going to get nowhere. Right. (laughs) So I like to call it harmony instead, because that, first of all, that kind of, even just saying that word for me, at least it really kind of removes a pressure to figure everything out. Yeah. It's like things can be in harmony with each other, but they don't have to be perfectly balanced. So there are seasons of my life where I am very much leaning more into my business. Right now is one of those times. I am working on my book. I've got 
a couple really large projects in the works. Um, I'm running the business. This is launch season. I'm launching something right now. I'm launching something at the end of next month. Like there's a lot going on. It's very, very business heavy. And so I am leaning away from my family a little bit. My husband is taking, picking up more of the slack than he normally does. Um, I have completely stepped away from cooking instead of our normal, like you do these nights, I'll do these ones. He's cooking every night. Um, I am like really creating space for my mental, my mental state of mind to stay in abundance and to really focus on what I want and manifesting these goals and focusing on writing and all these beautiful things that are going on. That doesn't mean that I am not a part of my kid's school day. That doesn't mean that I'm not helping them with their homework or I'm not like throwing in a load of laundry or not doing anything. It just means my focus is more leaning towards my business for the next like month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we're going into like my son's birthday, Halloween, the holidays, like I will be leaning more towards my family and leaning away. My book, will, my first draft of my book will be done. Yay. I'll be doing some edits, relaxing on, you know, the launch front and leaning more and towards my family. And then again, in the beginning of the year, more towards business. So mm-hmm. the harmony is I'm always a mom. I'm always a business owner. I'm always a Miss CEO position. I'm always working and I'm always mothering and I'm always moving my body and getting outside and eating food. I'm always doing all of these things. I'm always a wife too, but there's seasons of my life where I lean a bit, a little bit more heavily into my marriage or my mothering or my business or my health. Um, depending on what I'm feeling needs my attention. So I think that the goal needs to not be perfectly balancing everything, but rather living with everything in harmony and knowing intuitively when to lean a little bit more forward and actually creating a deliberate imbalance. I'm deliberately leaning more into my business right now. And I will deliberately lean more into my marriage and my family, you know, after this month is over. So does that make sense? Yes. It, I love it. It makes perfect sense. And it, it just, it was, it was like a relief too, just hearing you say all that, because it, it, as you were saying too earlier, like you help women run their businesses intuitively. And I feel like that is more, you know, associated with women than men. But you know, we, like you said, we see all these strategies, we hear all these things, we have to do all these things, you know, nine to five or all of these things when that really isn't how we can do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have options. And if there's something that is making you feel heavy, like the pursuit of balance, well, it's making you feel heavy because it doesn't exist. So you can let that go and lighten your load. If there's something that you feel like you have to do, but it actually doesn't need to be done by you. This Mm -hmm. was my experience when I really started up leveling in my business, like a couple years ago. And I was like really hiring. Things were really picking up. It was really a lot. And I started to feel really, really scared. Like I wouldn't admit that I was running a company, that I had people working for me, that I like fully worked. I still wouldn't admit it to people. Like I'd be like, well, I run this like blog from home. Um, we're in multiple seven figures. You've got several employees and contractors. Like, what are you saying? I was like afraid of what it would mean for me to admit that. And I also was running myself into the ground, doing everything for my business and also doing everything at home. I was doing all the laundry, doing all the cooking, doing all the cleaning. I would not let my husband help me. He was like (laughs) trying to help me and I would not let him. I was worried about what would happen if my kids grew up with him cooking most of the dinner and me like not really cooking very much. 
Um, and I was worried just, and this comes from no one, but myself and my stories and society. Yes. So I get it. Like, but (laughs) you have to let go of what's making you heavy. So I let go of the cooking thing. Now I cook every once in a while because I have space for it and I feel like it. My kids have those memories, but I, my husband is an amazing cook and he cooks all the time and it's fine. This is our family dynamic because I am running an empire here. So making casseroles is not so high on my priority list as it used to be. Right. Yes. I love that. I know I'm the same way. And I've like, cause my husband, he homeschools our kids. He cooks, Mm -hmm. he cleans. And it's funny. Like a lot of times we'll meet people, you know, cause you know, just meet people and they're like, Oh, what do you do to my husband? And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm a stay at home dad. And I raised the kids. And I don't Mm -hmm. know. A lot of times there's this kind of like, uh, they don't know what to say to that. You know? It's unnerving. Yes. Yeah. They're like, I agree. Well, like, first of all, where do you live? Like, can we be friends? Cause this is yeah. our exact life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm only in Oregon, so I'm not that far from you. <laughs> Seriously. It, because it's, I, I get it. It is like this, um, there's like a, you can feel the shift. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's almost like it depends on the person, but sometimes I can feel a loss of respect for my husband. Yes. Uh, yes. And I totally. do not, I do, like you're done. We are officially never going to be friends. Like it's off for me because what is wrong with you? What year is it? And also like, how dare you like dwindle an amazing human being like Brian down to like what he does to make money. He doesn't need to make money because I make plenty and this is the life we chose. Right. Like I, you know, and even if that shifts in the future, it doesn't, what is, so now he has more worth. Like I, I can't, I totally know what you mean. And there's this definite energy shift, even if it's not about that, it's just so strange. People don't know how to react to it. Yes, totally. And I remember in the beginning when we made this, the shift, like we had a farm and brewery for seven years and he did all that and he's a carpenter Mm -hmm. by trade. And I remember when we got out of the farm, um, we ended up having to close it and I started working and doing everything and I would catch myself being like, Oh yeah, you know, just in the meantime, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He's going to start looking for work. And now I'm just like, whatever. Like he doesn't eat the same kind of thing. Like it's, he's better at homeschooling than I am. He has more patience. Same. He's a way better <laughs> cook than me. Like, and it's like, yeah, same thing. We chose this. And so now, yeah, it's just funny though. Cause again, it was like, I had to like, I don't know, come to, you know, my yeah. own like step it's like into you have it. To break up. It's almost like you have to cut the cord between you and society's expectations. Yes. Like it's, it's attached to us. Because yeah. we've heard it so many friggin' times. Like, of course it is. It's not your fault. But it's like you have to decide to break that tie and break up with those expectations and be willing to have people disagree with you. I can't tell you how many times, like, especially, like, when I'm around, like, older men, like, they will mm. look right past me and ask my husband how the business is going. When they know damn well, it's alicasaza.com. It's literally my face is everywhere. Like, yes, Brian is my support and he is working behind the scenes to support me and help me. But he's always like, ask Ali. Why would you ask me that? That's like him when he worked at that, when he did like installations for internet and TV and he worked at this really big global company. That's like him coming home from work and like somebody being over and then looking at me and being like, how was Brian's day? Right. Like what it's, it's ridiculous. So I think it's hard, Nicole, and we felt like we had to kind of like, um, push against it and like shield ourselves or like 
um, watered down what it was that we were doing mm. because we hadn't really broken up with society and with the way that we were go about to be treated because no one wants to willingly walk into disapproval. Right. Yeah, totally. But it's such a relief. Like once you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause you're in your purpose. I, I do. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yes. Although I had, I took it and I don't remember what I was, but yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's not my favorite, um, personality thing. I'm, I'm really like, like human design and things like that, but, um, basically any personality or humanity test that we've ever taken, Brian and I were living in our opposites when, we, when he worked and I stayed home. Mm-hmm. Um, like I literally need to create or I will like wreak havoc on everybody. Like I have to be working and creating and I didn't for seven years and I was depressed and Brian wanted to be home. He hated that he missed everything with the kids. He's a very hands-on dad. He mm-hmm. literally considered being a chef. He's a way better cook than me. And he's so amazing at running their schoolwork. Like why were we, because like, this is the way that it's always been done. And this is like, what's accepted. Then we just should live outside of our God given purpose. Like right. that doesn't make any sense. So you have to like, decide what's right for you and step forward into the disapproval because the disapproval is usually like a very clear signal that you are on the right track. Yes. Oh, I love that. Makes, yeah. Uh, I got like goosebumps when you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys homeschool too. So I wonder if this question just popped up a second ago. Like, do you ha- like all the families that are home right now, homeschooling, like what would your tips be? for homeschooling or do you have any? Cause like, I know like people ask me too, but same thing. Like my husband does it all. Like they, like when we say we homeschool, they'll automatically turn to me and I'm like, Oh, you need to talk to him. Like, yeah. I can same. tell you what we use. but like, <laughs> Yeah. So we, we did like home education, like actual homeschooling pretty much the kid's whole life. There was one year where they did go to public school when I was starting the business because mm-hmm. Brian was still working. Um, and we just, I, something had to give. And, um, we did like traditional homeschooling and to be honest with you, my kids were so little. I don't want this to sound bad, but they were kind of at the ages where like things didn't really matter as much. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were so little. It's like, okay, like you're in kindergarten and preschool and you know, even like first grade, it's like, you know, if you're learning how to read, we got that down. Like we got, you know, your letters, like what else really is? It's very light and easy. It is, yeah. That's when I was in charge. So it was super fun, a lot of reading good books, a lot of getting outside, a lot of talking to my kids. And I was good at that. But once they got older and it started to get more intense and really matter, I'm so grateful that that's when we made that shift between Brian coming home and me really amping up the business because he's way better at it. Um, and, you know, we've realized too, like he's better at it in terms of like, being patient, Mm -hmm. dealing with like the millions of like just tracking everything and like the emails from everything that you're doing and all the programs they're in. And we also realize that like neither of us really loves homeschooling itself. We only love the flexibility and the lifestyle it offers. Yeah. So what's helped us a ton is to, um, again, kind of just breaking up with the expectations of on ourselves from us and from others 
And just like letting people help us, signing the kids up through online schools. There are completely online schools. Everyone is now. But even outside of COVID, there is online academies. There's private. There's public. There's free. There's paid. Um, There are tutors that are affordable and they're to help you. Like get it off your plate if you are bad at it or you just don't want to do it. Um, You don't have to settle. So we found a way to have the kids home, have that flexibility, have them be able to travel with us, but we're not doing all of the school. So Brian basically is maintaining like teacher's emails, although I do help him with that. Um, you know, just responding to things, making sure the kids have things turned in on time. And, um, like right now he's just kind of like checking in on all their calls, making sure the internet's good. They don't need anything they can hear. They're responding to their teachers and he's just kind of like around them while I'm in here with you doing this. So that has really shifted for us. But I would say like, if you're home educating, like all the way for real, like not just like your kids are home because of COVID, um, because it is very different either way. Like I would encourage you to take a a major step back and ask where in your day are you putting way too high of expectations on yourself and or your kids that's taking the joy out of your days. You do not need to fulfill every single thing the teacher sends. You don't need to. You can literally say, I'm sorry, this is insane for us. We have this going on and this, and I'm not going to have my son breaking down in tears to turn in this piece of paper by this date. Can we work something out? We do that all the time. Um, you don't have to just do every single thing perfectly. You don't have to do anything. So step back. What needs to be streamlined? What can you cut? How can you infuse the day with more joy? How can you like really work on the environment that your kids are doing school in? Because yeah. your environment is like everything. Um, and again, like going back to that frequency out of you as a mom, how can you like really like raise your vibe? really like get to a higher place so that you are positively affecting everyone in your family instead of negatively and and being home altogether. It's crazy. So you have to be creative. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like, do you have any books or like affirmations or things that you do to like kind of, you know, keep that mindset frequency high? Yeah. I don't really read books about parenting and I don't really read books about homeschooling mostly because it just goes against my personality. The way that they like the homeschool community is like, I just never really have fit in there. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's the thing too. Like we, my husband this year, he was like, yeah, I'm cutting half this curriculum. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Like whatever you feel. It's very intense. Yeah. Like, um, all or nothing. And it's also tends to be very hateful towards, um, schooling of any kind, like other schooling we just don't really feel that way or just kind of chill and just here to like help our kids. And we want to see them all day. I don't want them to go away from me all day. Yeah, I know. That's the thing too. And like, we like to camp or we like, we go yeah. visit family in new Orleans. Like it is, like you said, that flexibility is amazing. And that's the main reason we chose it. Totally. And then for me, it comes with like the con of like having to do all the schooling for the kids now. <laughs> so we're like, <laughs> figured that out. But, um, you know, I would just say like, my main, my main perspective for the kids being here is what can I do to make this so enjoyable for all of us? So we do like, we wake up a little bit earlier than we really need to as a family. And we basically have like an amazing, like bomb breakfast every day. 
Um, Brian and I will sometimes make it together. Sometimes he just makes it and I sit with the kids and we just talk and get ready for the day and we set the tone. So we wake up at six as a family um, and then the school starts at eight. So we have two full hours to make beds, get ready, brush teeth, fix hair, do all the things. Mm-hmm. And then we come downstairs and we've got like about an hour and a half still. And we're really like, we turn on the oil diffusers, we light candles, we play like some music in the background. And it's really, it sounds idyllic because there's, it's the, it's early morning and there's space to make it that way. And it is. Yeah. And that's the only time of the day that we have like that. So I'm really like, you know, how are you guys feeling? How did you sleep? Like, what are you feeling inside? Like, if you could describe it in one word, what would you describe? Like, how you're just feeling on the inside? And then we like work through that if it's negative and just talk about it if it's positive. We do affirmations together every single morning. We enjoy this big, amazing breakfast that Brian makes or we both make, whatever the day is. Um, We linger over coffee. Like this is not an average school day. Normally you're rushed and freaking out and you're late and you're behind and like that's a choice. So we make the choice to lose some sleep and get up early and make the day start off right. And honestly, the only days that we have that are hard and off are the days where we slept in or that didn't happen. So I know that that morning time is really, really important. And I also want to say, I don't want this to sound like Mary Poppins, like, oh my God, just like, how are you feeling? Like, let's just tune into you. Like, I'm not like a perfect mom. Sometimes I'm sitting with my coffee and I'm just sitting at the table with the kids staring straight ahead in silence. But like we're all together (laughs) and we're about to have breakfast and we're starting the day with a family meal, if nothing else. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not, every day is not perfect. And I love that you just, you know, said that because I mean, about people listening, I hope everybody knows that, you know, we all get to choose that. And like, it's not, you know, if like, even that's like the majority of what we do, it's not like that every single time, you know? Oh, for sure. You got to keep it real. You got to like, and you know, my kids need to know when I need them to back off. And it's just not a good time to talk to mom. Like it's just not, Um, I'm not here to serve them. I am not here to coddle them. I am not here to make them happy. We are doing life together and life is real sometimes and they need to understand that. Mm -hmm. But we will always have our breakfast. We will always have our mornings. Um, and we will always have these rhythms in the day that support an enjoyable life, like a generally very enjoyable life, because it doesn't have to be this crapshoot day where I'm stressed out because I have to work. No one's helping me enough. The house is a mess. Can't you do anything right? I can't believe you missed that assignment. Like it doesn't need to be like that. So we set yeah. the tone for ease right when the day starts as much as we can and whatever that looks like day to day. Yeah. Oh, I love that because I, well, I, I have not done it in quite a while, but like when I do get up at like five before like the kids get up and like quiet time, read the Bible, you know, kind of like set myself up like Mm -hmm. for how I'm going to feel, then my day goes better. But then like my son gets up early, my daughter would sleep till like noon if I let her. I love the idea that you get the family up and kind of set that whole tone because that makes so much sense. Like me doing it for myself is great. But then if like we had the whole family on board, then like, then everybody then has this awesome feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I fit in my alone time, like later, my kids are a little bit older. Like my youngest is five. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this time soon I'll have a three or four year old girl, but we don't, we don't know when that's <gasps> Oh, I saw like, I mean, that was a post like a long, long time ago. Yeah. You're putting out like tons and tons of like adoption paperwork. That's amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And we can totally talk about that. Um, 
like, so, but now like Emma is five. And so I can fit in that quiet time. Like I can literally say like, everybody go and like, just play quietly and they will do it. Cause I've conditioned them to do that. That's so awesome. I can have that quiet time in the middle of the day. And also in the evenings are like a really big time of peace. The kids do all the chores. I don't really have to clean up the house anymore. So if you're listening and you have little kids, there's like so much hope coming. Right. Um, and yeah, so please the- share. Yeah. The evenings are like really good and slow. Like I can read, um, meditate, like kind of like do whatever. So I've really kind of shifted from that morning time being so protected because my kids were little and the whole day was like, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And now it looks a little different. So I think it's really about like you as a mom, as a woman, finding your season and asking like, when is it going to be optimal for me to sneak in a couple minutes? Like last night, I literally just sat on my bed, like in the dark. I was, it was a long day, nothing bad, just long. Mm-hmm. And I sat on my bed and I just literally like closed my eyes and breathed for like, my husband came up and said that he hadn't seen me in 20 minutes. So I felt like one minute, but I guess it was 20 minutes. And I just sat there like in stillness and I felt like a different person, just the silence. Like we don't need much, just mm-hmm. like, you know, five minutes in the bathroom with the door locked, just breathing for a yes. second. Um, you know, fitting in those spaces and then you get into a new season where it's more like open, open fields and you have a lot more time and your kids are way older and you can really create more space. So it's about you, your needs and your season. I love that. I think, yeah, I agree 100%. And yeah, I just wish like, I don't know, cause it, it, it is such a simple thing to be able to recognize it. But like you've said, we've all been conditioned for so long to think differently. You know, and I just hope that everybody takes like this conversation is like, okay, I can do things differently. Like I can do all of these amazing things and enjoy it because that really is like, you know, what life's about. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so like, how do you get out of your comfort zone to like help grow your business? You know, and like, do you have any examples or tips of like, you know, how business owners listening can get out of their comfort zone to start growing? Yeah. Um, I always go back to like intuition. Like I always will go back to that in business because I just think that strategy is, and like pushing and and like, like I said earlier, that grind culture, like all of that. Um, I really don't like that culture, just like hot mess mom culture. I'm just not a fan, but strategy is important and it, but it's a support. So I always go back to my intuition and just really like asking God for guidance. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, what do I do next? Like, what should, what should we launch next? Um, you know, there's a revenue lull that I can sense is about to come because we're not really doing anything here. Like, what should I do? And just really like leading with that spirit side of me as a human, rather than just, well, the strategy would say you're only allowed to launch once every quarter. Otherwise you're going to burn out your list. Like that's BS. Like you do whatever you need to do. You do whatever you feel led to do. So I always go back to that. And then sometimes that leading does pull me out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, launching things back to back, that's uncomfortable sometimes. Um, doing a launch for something that I wasn't planning to do till next year, but I, I can't get it out of my head and it keeps coming up and I'm seeing all these signs and I'm really feeling pulled. Um, those things will pull you out of your comfort zone. But I think when you know that it's that next right step for you and your business and it kind of won't leave you alone, it's like that nagging um, tickle. 
in your yeah. like soul mm-hmm. and you just, you think about it. Like I will have straight up dreams about stuff if I'm ignoring it. Um, like God continues to remind me until I say, okay. So that knowing that's pretty intense. Like I, I don't really struggle to not do it because it won't leave me alone because I'm very intuitive. So I think if you're really, if you open up to your intuition, you open up to that leading and you really lead with that balance of spirit and strategy, then you just know because you're not following a strategy somebody else told you worked for their business and hoping it works for yours. You're mm-hmm. leading with your gut and you're knowing. And so how could you not go forward and do it when you know that you know that this is right? Then you can like pull strategy out of your back pocket that has served you well in the past and like implement it with that spirit led idea as you, you know, actually take action on it. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so important. And I think you know, a lot of times people, I don't know, we're, we're just kind of scared to lean into that or to listen to that, you know, and I talk to mm-hmm. a lot of business owners, that's who I help. And they're like, well, so-and-so did this. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's their strategy. Like, what is your strategy? You know? And like, mm-hmm. what do you feel? Like, who are you serving? Like, you know, like dig deeper. Cause that's when you're actually going to like see results. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people take these courses by people that have accomplished great feats and they've, they're, they've done all these amazing things and making all this money. And they're like, this is the formula. Right. But then they get into the course and they're like, this just feels wrong for me. It's not against this person or the course. It's just doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. And then they do it anyway because they were told that this or is they the don't. Way. <laughs> yeah. Or they don't do anything because they don't trust themselves. Either way, you're not going to make money because you won't make money when your energy is timid and scared and uncomfortable. You make money when you show up as your totally truest, most authentic self and you just do what feels right to you and you are honest and real with people and you share your story with them, that it will always work. And the sale will always follow making that kind of impact. And there really is no strategy that can take place of that. Oh, I love that. I mean, 100% agree. So you did mention you were having a launch right now. You want to tell us about it? Because I know what it is, but I want everybody else to hear. (laughs) Yeah. So right now I'm in the middle of launching Podcasting Confidence, which is a podcasting program literally like the I made it with someone else this um amazing woman do you know her Michelle I didn't before I started seeing um your guys's stuff and getting your emails she looks amazing she is amazing she's a, a producer of some amazing top shows and now she has started her own podcast too Um, And so she really helps me cover like the tech basics. So we walk you through like literally with videos and screenshots and step-by-step setting up the tech for like, like what the top five shows have set up, like in the world, like the Mm. top of the line tech, we help you do it on budget. We help you do it like really clean, really easy. And then I come in and I can really like, I grew my show to um, about 6 million downloads in just over two years. So being that impact-making, revenue-producing host that has the personality, the message, like how do, we, how do you do that? How do you pick episodes? What if you run out of things to say? Like mm-hmm. how do you manage the back end of all of that? How do you know when to say what? How do you, what's a mid-roll? What do you put in there? How do you make money without sponsors? How do you make money with sponsors? Like it's literally everything that you would ever need to run a podcast or host a podcast. Um, and even like, there's so much in it. That's like a business course. Like it is 
packed with wisdom. So that is open now. And then at the end of September, I am opening up Unburdened, which is like my signature mom lifestyle program. So I'm super looking forward to that. Yay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, podcasting is huge right now too. So everybody should go and get that. Like, because, you know, people are, I've just read the other day, I can't remember what the statistic was, but you know, since everybody's home and like life's a little slower now, like podcast listening is up like a ridiculous amount. It's way up. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, like there are about three different courses on podcasting that are pretty popular. They're made by people that are, you know, they've really built a name for themselves and Michelle and I took them all. And there was such a, such a, such a huge gap, like Mm -hmm. such a huge gap. They left out things. I cannot believe that they've got this like $2,000 or even one of them is like um, $200. Like they left out so much. Like I can't believe this. And so we really wanted to come in and like, how can we fill this? Like, how can we really help these people from A to Z and really show up? So it's like, and it comes with a community. Like it's one of those courses that's like, it's not going to leave anything, any stone unturned. You're not going to really have any questions after you're covered from, you know, the entire process all the way through from start to finish. Oh, yay. That's awesome. When, um, I actually, what's the link to it? I'll put it in the podcast notes. So everybody yeah, can find it. Yeah, it's just podcastingconfidence.com. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for asking. Yeah, no problem. Like I've been seeing it and I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. Like I just Googled my way through everything. Like I just, I mean, I had this idea like three years ago and I never decided to do it until I talked to my best friend and she was like, do it. I'll be your first guest. She's a photographer in North Carolina. And then from there, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, and now I've been able to talk to like amazing people like you and people in New Zealand and the UK. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's opened amazing. up a whole world. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I really like, I really am passionate about helping women get their messages out there. And more importantly too, like getting it out there without all the hiccups and hurdles that I had to go over yeah. to get where I am today. And like, really let's simplify this and let me give you the shortcut. So you don't have to figure it out the hard way and go through all this time while still like not getting the engagement and the money that you really want. Yeah. I love that simplifying it. And then also too, I love that you encourage that too, because I know I talk, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, I don't have anything to say. Like I don't have a message, but we all do, you know, and somebody wants to hear your message. Absolutely. And they need to, and they need to hear it from you and the way yeah. that you would say it versus somebody else. Totally. I love that. Okay. So we're to your favorites. Um, I have five things that I ask what your favorites are. So what's your favorite book? Oh, and if you have multiple, that's cool too. I'm like trying to process. <laughs> um, you know, I think there's this little book and it is called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it actually really needs a new title because it's about like life and abundance mentality and the way that you think is like what you get. And it is this powerful little book. And it's, it is a lot about like wealth consciousness, um, mm-hmm. but it's very much a book about life. And I think that's probably... It's got to be one of my favorite books I've ever read. Wow, that's I've never heard of that one. Like, I'm it's like a small it. little book that's like not super known. It's known in the business community pretty well. I'm starting to see it pop up, but um, yeah, it's I can't even pronounce the guy's last name. It's David something, but yeah, Happy Pocket Full of Money, and it is just a really beautiful book. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to check it out. And it's so funny. I love that you keep saying abundance because like that has been a word that's like been coming to me in the last like few months. And now I'm like seeing it everywhere. 
Like, yeah. It's oh, so if that's meaningful for you, then like there's something there for you for sure. Yeah. Yay. Um, so what is your, what's your favorite drink? Let's see. I create in the afternoons. I don't really drink a lot of coffee anymore. I used to like drink an unhealthy amount of coffee and it was like messing with my hormones because mm-hmm. I drink so much coffee. Um, but I do sometimes like crave just like an iced cold brew with, I drink like literally like a dot of cream and like one Splenda and it is like heaven, especially on a summer day. That's mm-hmm. been like my vibe right now. But I also am like a mimosa girl. I like love mimosas like so much. (laughs) I do too. Yes. I know my mom, she used to cook brunch like every Sunday and we'd watch football and have mimosas. And it was just like, Oh my God, I love mimosas. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. She was amazing. Um, and also too, speaking of that, I jumped right into it. You did get your champagne and everything. Like I totally, I was so excited to start the interview. (laughs) Yes. And it's amazing. This is so fun. Like, thank you for, this is such a good idea. Yay. Okay, good. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Um, float in my pool. Mm, I love a good pool. But I'm from Louisiana. So like, I mean, in the summer you had to have a pool. Yeah, necessary. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Mm, my favorite of all time is probably Parks and Rec. <laughs> I love that show. It's right <laughs> up there with like Arrested Development for me. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. My husband loves that show more than I do, but like the, the office parks and rec, I, I just, it, they're just classics. that always make you happy. I cannot watch anything scary or sad ever. I do me not neither. watch anything negative. I can't. Me neither. Yeah. I'm like, it's either Arrested Development or like Hallmark movies. My husband's like, come on. Yeah. They all end the same. I'm like, so yeah, they all fall in love. <laughs> Why don't happy. you want to watch that? Yeah. Yeah. It's happy. Yeah. Uh, what, and lastly, what's your favorite, where is your favorite place to go? Hmm. The beach for sure. And, and my beach, like the, the Pacific ocean beach. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, that's awesome. I have never been, you're down by San Diego, right? Down there. Yeah. We just moved to Carlsbad. We lived like an hour from here before and we just moved to Carlsbad. Oh, that's awesome. I have a few clients in Carlsbad and like, I always like look at their, I mean, their weather and everything to like share and different things like that. And it looks amazing all year long. Yeah. Please tell me if you come down because I would love to have lunch with you or, or champagne with you. Yes. Oh, that would be so, that, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I've never been. Like we always go to LA and then we like take a left to go to Louisiana. So we've never. I see. Yeah, yeah. But we might just have to do that. Um, yay. Oh, this has been so much fun. Um, where can everybody find you? Like social media, your website, all that good stuff, your podcast. Yeah. Okay. So the best place for on social media to connect with me would be Instagram. And you can just search Ali Casaza on there and look for that blue badge. There was like, there was like a weird account recently. I've never been like faked. Really? It was, yeah. And it was like, so like, why would you do that? You're just like posting the same stuff as me. Like why, why, what's the point of that? People are weird. Um, Yeah. People are weird. So look for that. And I, I show up there pretty, pretty regularly. That's really like where you're going to see a lot of inspiration, like behind the scenes stuff and whatever I have going on will always be on Instagram. And then my website is just alicasaza.com and you can kind of choose your own adventure there. Like if you need help simplifying your life or you want help with your business, um, you know, whatever avenue you really feel pulled to, I'm there to help you um, for sure. And then the podcast is The Purpose Show. And I would love for you to go and connect and find some episodes that really speak to you and um, leave a review and let me know how it helped you for sure. 
Yeah. Your podcast is amazing. And I love that like, there's just so much information that you share on different, like both aspects, like business or, you know, mom life, like everything. Like it's just, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this has just uh, been so amazing. Like I can't even, like I've been smiling the entire time taking so many notes. Like just, I know you're like crazy busy. (laughs) So I just appreciate you being able to like hang out with us and, and share your story and share your tips and you know your knowledge and everything. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you. And um, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>